Yo, 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 good morning, what's poppin'? How's everyone feeling? It is June 12th, 2023. It is approximately 8.20 a.m. Uh, I have to admit, I am in a little bit of a, I guess, piss-poor attitude. Uh, you know, but uh, I'm still like, hey, we gotta get out here, we gotta keep creating content. Um you know, God bless, uh, you know, um, the spins have been coming, uh, or the streams or whatever, uh, they're called, they've been coming in, uh, slowly, slowly, but surely, you know, um, getting excited about that. Uh, and again, when I talk about the spins and everything, I mean, really you're, you're truly on a journey. I mean, uh, first episode me seriously, um, Again, pissed off at work, um, you know, feeling depressed and shit, and picked up my phone and started recording. So, when it goes into all the spins and everything, one uh, benefit is, yes, because I do want to see what's going on. Like, uh, I still haven't got the RSS link uh, so that I can put this on all platforms. Could you imagine that? If, if I was to put this on all platforms... I I have no idea what might happen. But again, I'm taking my time. Um uh just taking it day by day, not rushing it. Um you know, gotta uh I'll even tell this to my uh young bulls out there in the trap. You know what I'm saying? Not encouraging it. I you know, really I would encourage the opposite, uh, you know, uh but young bulls in the trap, everybody wants to uh be rich and famous quick. Um even even in the game, man, you know, or, or women, it takes time. Everything takes time. Uh, and, and I need to learn that as well. Uh, and, and even my relationships, because um, I don't I don't really play when it comes to my relationships. Uh, you, you know, hey, good vibes only. And, and I, I live by that <laughs> by strict code. If, if your vibes are off, I'm. I'm okay to be in seclusion. I'm okay with just, uh, you know, pulling up my Netflix and chilling. If I want to socialize, I can. I can go do something in public, um, you know. Um, I, I, you know. So, I, and I need to work on that as well because, um, for example, even in my current situation with, um, you know, uh, uh, going into this estranged relationship, uh, we're, you know, we're not fully divorced yet. Um, um, you know, just giving it time and space, uh, is, it's, you know, it can be difficult at times. So, you know, learning patience and just saying, Hey, everything will be okay. Uh, just move forward. Um, so yeah, um, it's kind of in a piss poor attitude today. Um, was waiting on a call, uh, last night or a text message or something, you know, uh, didn't get shit. Uh, just been up all night, uh, and also, if I could give something out to my to my youngins or uh, people in long term relationships or uh, people with children or anything, like just call, just text. I used to do this to my family for years. I like I would go to uh, you know a bar, a lounge, or something. Um, you know, I might meet somebody, uh, 
you know, may get invited back to their apartment. I wouldn't go home for a couple of days. You should do this as teenager, early 20s, probably up until I was probably about 25, 26. Uh, and then you start learning the value and just letting people know where you're at. You know, just letting them know like, hey, um, going out with such and such. Because um, that's when I started having children. And I just remember one time, shit, you know, whatever. One of my kids, you know what I'm saying, um, Oh my gosh, you know, like everything was okay, but it was just like, yo, we're, you know, you know, where were you? This is when they were young and then, you know, people want to babysit your kids and shit. You know what I'm saying? And you like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Do your thing. And next thing you know, they went here, they went there, they went there. Not once did you get a call. And you're like, what the hell? They, they, what, what happened? It, you know, this is when, you know, I'm kind of like, if I, if I have any more children, if they can't talk, Nobody's watching my children or nothing. No one's babysitting until they can start talking. Because, you know what I'm saying? When you start finding out shit, like, yo, why didn't you even just call me? Because, like, you know, same shit my parents used to tell me. What happens if, you know, you ended up dead and we think you in West Virginia because that's where you told us you were going. And next thing you know, we find out you in Atlanta or you you in Florida or something. You know, you, you told us you were going to Martinsburg, West Virginia. <laughs> That was a city I used to go hang out a couple of times. Uh, I thought it was a fairly decent city. Um, I would just take the train, train goes straight there, and I would just hang out there for a little while. Um, but, uh, you know, but I would do something like that. I would just be like, you know what, screw it. Because um, I used to have a lot more money in my pocket. Not a lot, but I used to carry a lot more cash in my pocket. You know, I had a couple of jobs when I was a kid. Uh, I had no responsibilities. I just had money in my pocket. Uh, I got my first car when I was like 16. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's another thing I, I would like to talk about is, uh, you know, evolution, uh, maturity and finances is uh, the sweet 16 car and then the sweet 16 bar. And um, I'm just using bar as an example. You know, back in the day, we used to give 16 sweet 16 cars. I was one of those children. You know, but now, again, as I'm always talking about financial maturity and growing, we got to take that to the next level. Not we. I plan on taking it to the next level. I don't know if I'm ever going to get there. But, um, all right. So, yeah, that's why I was in a piss poor mood because I'm supposed to get a phone call, text or something. Nobody. And if you know what it's like to be in love or if you know what it's like to really care about somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like to be emotionally attached to somebody when you don't get that phone call or that text. You can't sleep properly. You know what I'm saying? You can't think. You just, you know, you could try to fake sleep. You know what I'm saying? But shit's not working. I, I ain't going to lie. I don't really know what's going on in the news, but I was even watching the European markets a little bit this morning. Um, that's how early, you know, I've been up. European markets, I don't even know what hours they are, but you know what I'm saying? They're, they're early. Um, but yeah, um, you know, but, you know, got to practice patience. Uh, you got to kill people with kindness and I'm working on it. Cause trust me, uh, as Steve Harvey says, God ain't done with me yet. Uh, I got, I don't know if Steve Harvey, I, I heard him say it first. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working on myself as well. Cause trust me, I'm failing. I'm, I'm the, tr- <laughs> maybe not complete failure. You know what I'm saying? Cause, um, if you got that dog in you, you could, uh, there's this movie by Brendan Fraser, I believe his name, where he uh, was locked in a, a basement for 30 years. It was supposed to be like a nuclear explosion or something. 
and his family built a bunker. They went to the bunker, and there was a lock on it that you couldn't come out of the bunker for 30 years or some shit. And he was born in this bunker. You know what I'm saying? And I like to say to myself, and, and when he came out, I can't remember the whole movie. Uh, this movie was old. Um, but uh, I can't remember the whole movie. But when he got out, he started living his life. You know what I'm saying? I can't remember all the different things he did because uh, that movie was uh, so long ago. Um, but I like to think to myself, if I was locked in a bunker or in a jail cell, uh, somewhere I'm safe, not somewhere where I could get stabbed or raped or, or die or something. But, so you know, um, in there, I'm going to do something. Like right now, uh, cre- g- give me a phone. I'm creating content. I like to think I could get out and I w- would be able to do something. You know, I don't really feel like I'm going to ever be a complete failure. I, I could be wrong. I could make a mistake tomorrow. Uh and that could just be it for the rest of my life. Uh, my people used to always say, you know, take things in stride. Don't let a small portion of your life determine the rest of your life. So I've always been very cautious of my decision making. I've always kind of felt like life is a game of dis- uh, de- decisions. Um, there's nothing different between me and a and a uh, another guy, a black male uh, that's doing 15 years. There's nothing. There's nothing different between us. The only difference was. Uh, a little bit of our upbringing to be able to give us the wisdom to make better decisions in our future. Um, you know, so for example, um, uh, I, I've said it before that, you know, again, I don't want to come off like I'm like this elitist and that I'm under control and everything. I, I have some issues of my own. I, um, I do have a little bit of uh, a temper, a little bit of, you know, some, uh, you know, you know, uh, some anger issues and, 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 um, uh, uh, I, I hate to put that out there cause, uh, there's this kind of this stereotype, uh, the ABMs or the ABWs, the angry black men, the angry black women. And, but yes, I do have a little bit of anger issues and, uh, upbringing is very important to be able to have, uh, family and friends there to, uh, give you tools to be more successful. Uh, I don't completely agree with this. I think it's some bullshit. But a lot of people say, if we don't get you here in the home, the streets will get you. Meaning that if we don't help you with the tools you need to grow here in the home, when you get uh, become an adult and you're out on your own, you'll either you know, fall victim to the streets, um, whether it's solicitation, whether it's drugs, whether it's the police, whatever it is. You know, uh, because you won't have the foundation. The foundation is so important. So fortunately, I've been able to have a good foundation uh, to be able to get myself at least 36 years old as a black man and keep going, keep pushing. Um, You know, simple things of, you know, maybe just counting or um, just uh, a lot of people say, let go and let God. Just different tools that you can use to just calm yourself, breathing exercises, soothing music. Um, so just different things to work on. And I just feel like, uh, those decisions have helped me not alone, even God. I know there's God in my life. I know I am a child of God. And they say, if God chooses you, <laughs> you are a child of God for the rest of your life. You, you can, uh, they'll say sometimes you can branch out, but you're always connected to the tree. You know, um, and, 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 I mean, of course, you know, um, they also say you also have to bend. 
You know, if you're a branch, you also have to bend. You be or else you'll break. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what doesn't bend will break. Um, so you 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 have to make sacrifices. You have to give up uh, what some people would say some temptations of the flesh, um, which I trust me, I'm not good at at all. <laughs> okay, like like trust me, I I like to party. Okay, and that's one thing that I did want to get on um, real quick. Uh, before we take a quick break, one thing I wanted to get on is again, I appreciate anyone and everyone who's taking time out of their wonderful day to come kick it with your man, Chan Man. I really do appreciate it. I see that there's a few, uh, there, there's a consistent, um, there's a consistent group of individuals. I don't know who they are. It looks like they're 34 to uh, 44 year old men. Uh, I would say I have no young adults, uh, no women, um, and um, everybody, let me think. Yeah. This, this is, uh, pot, uh, this exclusively, um, Spotify podcast. So I don't know what platforms people are listening on. I don't think there's anything else that I can think of, but it's all good. I'm so appreciative. Uh, I can't wait to get my first advertisement phone call. I cannot wait, uh, or email. And you know what? I don't think I've given out, um, I don't think I've given out any information. So um, I'm not on uh, any social media platforms. Uh, I That's just a personal choice. I never really uh, got into it. Um, you know, the, when I was growing up, there's these things like cyberbullying and whatnot. And uh, people were just uh, thirsty for, uh, for likes and friends and whatever. Uh, and believe it or not. Facebook was not the first social media platform. It, there was so many other ones. You could go back to AOL chat room. Okay, I used to be in the AOL chat room. Uh, uh, what was it? DBB, uh, DBA. It was uh, your date of birth, your uh, I can't remember, and like address or like like what city you from or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was your date of birth. I think it was. Was it gender? Maybe it was DGA or something. And uh, it was like date of birth, gender, and uh, age. Uh, or no, no. Yeah. Or address. Like, what city are you from? Um, and then there was a couple other ones. I still remember. I didn't never join this one. But I still remember this joint called uh, uh, Black Planet. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And of course, I hate to say it. Of course, ain't no black people going to get no credit for social media. Of course, they give it to uh the mark zuckerbergs and everybody they people i don't know who these mysterious matrix people are <laughs> whatever i don't know how true this shit is but they know what they're doing they pick and choose and select okay um um i hate to say this okay please don't take my black card i promise i lose my black card 15 times a week and then some and then i do something and i get it back whether, you know, I, I try to, you know, save some little kid's life or something from falling off their bike in the middle of the street or something. So my black card gets revoked. Supposedly, I'm not sure how true this is. And I don't even know if I can research this. Supposedly, they said the, uh, the NCAA or uh, NAACP, I'm sorry, um, chose Rosa Parks. I don't know how true this is, but they said there were other um, there were other, I guess. I don't know, bus riders, uh, you know, what I'm saying? they, they were, they, they had an issue. 
Black people keep getting pushed to the back of the bus after a long day of work and everything. Okay, They had an issue. They wanted to address it. <sighs> let me see. So, I don't know. They kind of like scouted, I guess. If uh, Let me see. Were there other people before Rosa Parks? I don't even know if I asked that correctly. Um, According to BBC, in March 1955, nine months before Rosa Parks defied segregation laws by refusing to give up her seat to a white passenger on a bus in Montgomery, Alabama, 15-year-old Claudette Colvin did exactly the same thing. Eclipsed by Parks, her act of defiance was largely ignored for many years. Okay, so again, that's Claudette Colvin. So, um, essentially what happened uh, was they got a hold of Claudette Colvin. Okay, uh, and I'm not sure if this is correct or not. Uh, I'm not fact check this uh, again. This is a re- this is interactive uh, podcasting. Okay, conversation having. Um, uh, Got to uh, they they the in in a in double ACP, uh, which you know what? Fuck that. Let's let's get this. What does the in double ACP stand for? National African American. According so, to oh. history dot com. The NAACP, or National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, was established in 1909 and is America's oldest and largest civil rights organization. Okay, so the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, which that should be changed uh, because that should be amended, um, probably got a hold of Claudette. And they probably got a hold of, there was probably another person, you know, um, and... They they did the research into probably Miss Colvin's life, um, and then they probably found a few things that because uh, because they because people are very strange to me sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'm sorry to say it, people can just be gallbladder bile vile whatever just disgusting people just even like not getting my phone call last night is pissing me off, but. Um, uh, so for example, let's take, uh, uh, the, the boy, 17 year old boy went to go to Seven Eleven for some Skittles and, uh, the, um, gentleman, uh, I can't remember his name, George, uh, uh, oh my gosh. Um, oh my goodness. Uh, what was that? Uh, that's here. Let's do it. What was the name of the boy who, uh, went to Seven Eleven to get Skittles and died? According to CNN, Trayvon Martin walked into a 7-Eleven in Sanford, Florida, grabbing a bag of Skittles and a can of Arizona iced tea. Okay, yeah, Trayvon Martin. So, uh, you know that they tried to say some shit like he smelt like weed? Or not that he smelt like weed or something? Or uh, a couple weeks ago uh, at his school, um, in his high school, he had a bag of weed in his book bag or something, discrediting uh, his image and and turning people docile to ignore that this little boy was choked to death or beat to death by some security guard. As a security guard, aren't you supposed to call the police? Unless there's like you know some gang of armed men coming. That's why they take all the weapons from the security guards because these motherfuckers don't know what to do with the weapons. They got a baton, they got pepper spray, they got a gun. They say no, somebody ends up dead for no reason. So, you know, people could, so people know that this is the game that people will play. 
All right. So that's another reason why I'm very cautious of, you know, uh, putting this on all platforms and trying to grow so exponentially so quickly because I'm concerned that, you know, look, I got a background, too. OK, I'm not I'm not no perfect patty. OK, um, I am a man of God, but a lot of people call me a hypocrite. I get called a hypocrite all the time. I've been called a hypocrite since I was in high school. First time I really got called a hypocrite was by a teacher. I was like, what? So, real quick, so, you know what I'm saying, smoke a little, uh, smoke a little shit, you know what I'm saying, go to class, you know, spray the clone on, I was doing this shit for a while, right, and um, I guess I'm listening to some gospel or something, I can't remember what I was doing, and, like, uh, uh, this this kid, you know, calls me out, cracking a joke, Man, Chairman, how you gonna be this guy? You know, this godly guy. You over here smoking your your shit or whatever. Um, you supposed to be this good godly guy, and I'm like, yo, I believe in God, but I also you know do my thing. I'm not perfect. You know, they say church is a hospital for sinners. You know, and the whole class bust out laughing. Like my funniest moments were never when I was trying to be funny. Like, <laughs> like my funniest moments were always when I was like serious. You know what I'm saying? Whole class bust out laughing okay um and uh again this was some he say she say so class is over and supposedly this is some he say she say which i think that's some i really think that's some bullshit i think that i was gonna say i don't want to talk about anybody in particular but i think that's some bitch shit you know what i'm saying um but it was some he say she say i didn't hear it. supposedly a teacher talks to a few of my homeboys that uh you know, hang out with me, and suppose this my homeboys come to me. They be like, "Yo, guess what? Such and such is said about you." And I was like, "What? What? Why? Why is he even talking about me?" You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to say a teacher's name. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he, uh, he was telling them, y'all need to s- s- stay away from from Chan. Like y'all need to stay away. And I, you know, I don't disagree that people should stay away from me. I got a couple of people right now that want to hang out with me. And I told them, yo, I told them straight up. I was like, yo, I don't really know if you really want to be around me right now. Right now, I'm really toxic. I'm really a toxic person right now. Okay. Like I'm arguing with anybody who comes in contact with me right now. Uh, so, uh, but teacher told him, y'all probably want to stay away from Chan, man. Um, uh, he's full of shit. Uh, uh, you know, he's a hypocrite or whatever. Like, and I'm like, yo, I'm like, I'm like 16 at this time. I didn't even know teachers could talk about people like that. You know what I'm saying? In my eyes, teachers are still just teachers, good citizens of, and I did give a lot of teachers a hard time. And if I could say shout out to all teachers, I apologize to any teacher. I gave a hard time. Um, teachers, I cannot believe how amazing they are. And we really need to do uh, that's something that I also, if money was not an issue for me, teachers would also be on my list of people we got to support. Uh, it, it doesn't make no sense that a teacher in Alabama is making 25 K a year or, or, uh, something. And then even professors who are professors probably make, you know, let's just say a hundred K or under a hundred K. There might be some professors that make millions. I'm not sure, but they probably are writing books and everything. So, um, yeah, so they know that people will try to tarnish your image. They'll try to tear you down. So they try to play the same game. Now, out here, I'm not trying to play that same game. Look at George Floyd, right? 
What happened to George Floyd? They said there was a counterfeit $20 bill or something that was being used. Motherfucker got his neck stomped on. I don't care if he had a counterfeit $1,000 bill. He's like, I don't care. I don't like, I don't care if he had 10,000 counterfeit bills. All right. Call the police, arrest the man, let him ride his sentence out. Let him go through the process of due process or whatever this system made by Alexander Hamilton and George Washington or whoever else. Let the system play out. Okay? There's no need. There's no situation. And I don't care if you have previous incidents with this person. You got to have a quarterback mind when it comes to policing. I mean, not like forget everything, but, yo, if I run into the same people over and over, it shouldn't be like this. Man, this person's really getting on my nerves. For what? For what? Why are they really getting on your nerves? Because you have to keep running into them? You're, you're, you're a police officer. Now, I'm not saying that police officer's job is not hard. Like, I'm not going there. But when George Floyd got his neck stepped on, the big story was, he had counterfeit money. Um, I don't know. They probably even said something about he smelled like weed or something. So, yeah, they play this game of trying to tarnish, the, discredit the image of the person who they know. See, Caucasians are not Caucasians. I'm sorry. The system, if I could, I would edit that out. But I told you I'll do this in one take. The system, um, they, uh, they go by this thing of like a martyr. They don't want to build martyrs. Uh, essentially, I don't know what a martyr is, but here, I've been talking for about 25 minutes. There's a couple things I want to just go over real quick before I go to break. What is a martyr? Here's the definition of martyr. A person who is killed because of their religious or other beliefs. Okay, so they don't want to create martyrs. Uh, the system. They know that they can create a martyr if they just killed someone. Um for you know a certain reason right uh i i don't mean to say right like i'm correct but they don't want to create a martyr okay because um there's a lot of people in jail right now the system wants to kill but they can't because if they kill them they could become a martyr so instead of doing that they can tarnish their image you know discredit them dehumanize them you know kind of bring their bring them back to earth like hey come on this person was not that good of a person and at the end of any days, um, everybody's human. Like, we all got skeletons in the closet. We all got um, some some shit that we done did, some shit that we're going to hide, some shit that we're going to take to the grave, you know? Um, but, like, for example, there was this, I think there was this governor, I can't remember. I don't even want to look it up because I want to get this incorrect. But suppose there was a governor who just passed a bill, um like against the LGBTQIA plus community. And I'm not sure if this is correct. If I'm getting two stories, I think I'm getting two stories mixed into one, but essentially there's a story of governors going against, let's say for example, LGBTQIA plus uh, rules in Congress or whatever. Um, and then they found them in a bathroom stall, toe tapping with another man or something, you know? Uh, and I guess toe tapping is when you let somebody know that, Hey, uh, come into my stall or something, you know what I'm saying? Um, so we all got it. We all got it. You know, and we all trying to work on it. You know, we all know we need to heal, you know, we're all trying to work on it, but yeah. So 
Um, going back to what I was talking about with social media. Okay. No, I'm not really on social media. Um, um, uh, it's just a personal choice. And yeah, I just want to say that, uh, I do think that the system kind of chooses, uh, who they want to pick. Like they picked Mark Zuckerberg, but there was, let me see real quick for other children. I mean, I'm going on 30 minutes. Um, what was the first social media platform? According to Hootsuite blog, the first social media site was born. On one of the first true social media sites, sixdegrees.com, you could set up a profile page, create lists of connections, and send messages within networks. Okay, so, oh, I even forgot about MySpace. Yeah. Uh, who created Black Planet? Omar Wasau. According to Wikipedia, Black Planet was launched on September 1st, 2001 by Omar Wasau, an internet analyst, who in 2001 was running New York Online, a pre-web community he started in 1993. Okay, and if I'm correct, uh, Black Planet uh, was a social media website. That I, I can't remember. It, it might not have been called Black Planet, but uh, I believe it was Black Planet. Um, yeah, it was just a social media website. Of course, if I'm correct, it's Omar Wasau. He's probably doing very well for himself, but didn't get the recognition uh, that they deserved. For example, like now, now look at Mark Zuckerberg. What is he doing? He's creating a multiverse. He's creating Oculuses and whatever. Um, you know, uh, but I'm sure Omar Wasau uh, is still doing very well. A um, couple other things uh, that I want to go over real quick. Um, vices, talking about that we all, uh, we have our vices. I want to go into that and see how much vices cost us a year and kind of, you know, how much that make us different uh, in the class brackets. You know, I know uh, I spend a lot of money on my vices. Also, the 16 year old car, the 16 year old bar. Uh, I've been talking for about 30 minutes. I'm going to go ahead, take a quick break. Uh, this is Chairman House of Barf. All right. All right. Thank you so much uh, to anybody and everybody who decided to come back. Uh, just checking out CNBC.com. Uh, looks like they're just talking about Tesla's partnership with Ford and GM. About this particular news, they say to themselves, you know what, there's already lines in some locations to actually get to an EV charger. Now they're going to be even greater lines. The idea of the exclusivity of it being part of sort of the Tesla club. What do you think that means long term in terms of being able to actually hold on to some of those customers who may say, oh, well, now I can just go buy, uh, buy a Ford or a GM? Yeah, I think, you know, you're right, Andrew. I mean, at the end of the day, it's are you diluting the experience as a Tesla customer? So Tesla has to strike the right balance. And listen, they can come up with some pretty uh, I I, think, uh, creative things. For example, sorry, I'm, you know, I mean, you know, it's House of Barf. I guess I do got to give my opinion. I want to hear what this guy's going to say. Um, versus non-Tesla cars. Uh, they they can do two-tier pricing. They can do a lot of things on this. Well, but except I think that Elon the, was pretty clear. He says that it's going to be, you know, I listened to that Twitter spaces where with Mary Barr, and he said level playing field. He said I'm, we will not be advantaging Tesla cars or Tesla owners over over others. So I think that kind of puts him in a little bit of a t- tough place. To I, think this, I think this is all kind of just kind of bullshit. Because, like, like, I talk, sorry, uh, putting my laptop on the charger. I kind of I talked uh, a little bit about this, uh, in my personal opinion. Um, 
I think as much as, you know, Elon Musk could probably, you know, run the world, whatever, you know, I don't know, you know, but um, I think still, you know, you got to understand the cartel, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're saying, well, there's lines already, you know, are there going to be more lines? Yeah, well, not not necessarily, you know. Uh, well, why do I need to buy a Tesla? Why don't I just buy a Ford or GM? That's the whole point. That's what they want to happen. Tesla is in a box, you know what I'm saying? They, they, these companies, GM, you know, Ford, again, uh, these, these are the big, I think Chrysler or whatever they're called now, these are the big companies when it comes to auto sales in America, you know, an American, um, um, just the auto, I think is a huge, the auto industry in America is huge on the world economy, which is supposedly supposed to slow down, uh, 2024, um, by, uh, supposedly about 3%. So, you know, uh, it's just, it's just like, okay, Tesla, you're trying to come over here. I mean, come on, seriously, there's neighborhoods where you can just see Teslas everywhere. I mean, every driveway has a Tesla, uh, in the driveway, you know what I'm saying? Um, people, uh, love the Teslas and GM, uh, they need to, they need to be able to compete. You know what I'm saying? Now there's a couple ways you can go and compete. You can directly just go at Tesla and I'm sure Ford and, um, um, I'm sure Ford and, uh, uh, GM, I think, uh, I heard GM talk about their crews. I don't know what car Ford has. Um, but, uh, they, they could go directly and then you can see how that works. Okay. Uh, so for example, um, you know, uh, you, you got, uh, you know, some gas, uh, I got some gas too. So then you say, okay, I'm gonna get Reggie. Um, okay. I'm gonna get some Reggie too. You know what I'm saying? Um, directly go at him. Then if that doesn't work, you know what I'm saying? Which I don't think it really worked in Ford or GM's favor, but you gotta remember these, these are huge organizations. They're American. They're America. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, um, just, just their sales alone, uh, you know, whether it's uh, um, foreign or domestic, probably does really big for the world economy. Uh, so uh, then you could try to go another way. Okay, so like, for example, I was saying corporate America, they could go the legal system. They could drag you through the legal system, see if they can wear you out. You know, try to make Tesla cars illegal in New Jersey. Try to make Tesla cars illegal in another state. See if that can, you know, drain you out. And then we'll all just be like, hey, you remember that, those electric cars? What was that guy saying? Musk? Wow, he was a bust. You know, they could take you that way. But then, you know, things like California comes out and says they're going all electric by 2025 or something, 2030 or something. Um, uh, um, so essentially what can happen now is, Okay, look. All right. The electric vehicles is the thing. Everybody wants to go to electricity. Okay. You also got to remember, you know, with being a part of this oligopoly or whatever, you know, gasoline has been bought uh, probably from the Saudis. I'm not sure for probably decades. There's probably 
trillions of gallons of gasoline still sitting around. And if these electric vehicles take over, you know, what happens to that, that energy source, you know? Um, so, you know, of course, GM, you know, is in cahoots probably with the government or whatever. However, they work this stuff out and they say, okay, um, we're not winning. Um, we're not winning this war. So essentially, um, we may, you know, if you can't beat them, join them, essentially. So we may have to join them. Now, Tesla's like, okay, we'll join you. And this is my opinion. I've already talked about this on another joint. Uh, we'll join you. Uh, and look, we, it looks like they're talking about uh, Fed's meetings. We'll join you, but we got to figure out how we're going to join. You know what I'm saying? Let us make the cars. Okay, Tesla, you're great at making cars, but admit, you, you don't know how to make cars like GM and Ford. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying this is probably what GM and Ford saying. We've been doing this since forever. Y'all just coming in. You great. You got a technology. Okay. You're a technology company. Let us handle the automobiles. Okay. So you handle the charging stations. Okay. Now, what they're probably going to do is now that Ford and GM are in cahoots, what are they going to want? They're going to say, just like gas stations. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure in a one meal town, there's probably one gas station. You know, per 100 miles, 500 miles. You know, I've done it before. I drove across Death Valley. When I drove across Death Valley, it, it said literally, fill your tank. There was a sign. It said, fill your tank up now because there's not another gas station for like 100 miles or something. You know what I'm saying? So uh, automatically, if Ford, GM, and Tesla are in, I guess, you know, I, I hear it in the movies, are in bed together, um, they're going to make sure there's more charging stations because why would Tesla give up their licenses and patents and certifications or whatever to GM and um, and Ford just to lose their customers? You know, what I'm saying they, they don't want to lose their customers. They don't want longer lines at their charging stations. So that means, OK, GM, Ford, uh, you go ahead. You, you can you can kind of you can have your segment of the market. Uh, with the elect the electronic vehicles, okay, we're gonna start pumping that more, okay. If we pump that more, then when y'all get y'all money, y'all gotta help me build more charging stations. And not only just build these charging stations, they gotta build the G GPS map, you know, saying all that stuff, because that's what I suppose I hear. I seriously, I still haven't been in a Tesla. And what they say is, um, there's a map of uh, charging stations, okay. So we gotta get that whole system together. You know, so that everyone benefits. Okay, customers, Elon Musk, uh, whatever her name is Mary. I don't even know who's uh, CEO of Ford right now. Um, they're talking about Fed interest rates. Let me see who uh, who is the CEO of Ford right now. CEO Jim Farley, according to Detroit Free Press. Ford CEO Jim Farley climbed out of a Lincoln Navigator at 6.31 a.m. Monday and headed into the Ford Experience Center in Dearborn, where hundreds of industry analysts and reporters were gathering for his much-anticipated speech designed to inspire investors. Okay, I, I was just trying to get to Jim Farley. What is Chrysler's name right now? Uh, Stellanis? Uh, let me see. How do you pronounce this? Abarth. Lancia, Stellantis. The Chrysler brand is part of Fiat Chrysler, which merged with the parent company of the Peugeot brand in 2021 to create a new company called Stellantis. 
Brands under the Fiat Chrysler umbrella include Chrysler, Dodge E Fiat, Fiat Professional, Jeep, Ram, Alfa Romeo, Abarth, Lancia, and Maserati. All right, so Chrysler is now part of Stellantis Investopedia. Okay, so those are the big three companies right there. It's, it's uh, and, and let me see who is CEO of Stellantis. Okay, they're not saying her name, but uh, uh, if I'm correct, uh, it's uh, search results. Christine, Christine Fuel. Okay. So, wow. I mean, women are really running this automobile industry right now. Um, Mary something. Mary B is over there at uh, GM. Christine Fields over here at uh, um, uh, Stellantis. So yeah. So those big three companies. Okay. And and seriously, that's that's how I think they're going to approach it. They're like, hey, we got to figure this out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not going to just come in to this industry and think you're going to run it. Because on you know. Again, these people look at competition not so much as like competition is a great thing, as you know, I was kind of discussing with the ops. Uh, but they also kind of look at it as like, hey, you're being a disruptor, okay? You're being you're you're being a disruptor in our market and you're pissing us off and we want to get you out. But you can't go around going back to creating a martyr. If they get rid of Elon Musk the wrong way, they could potentially create a martyr and everybody's gonna be like, oh no. No GM and Chrysler are oligopoly, and the the um, the Senate and Congress and everybody needs to take break that down, you know. And 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 we should be allowed to have electronic vehicles, and then conspiracy theories are going to go everywhere. So they got you got to do it correctly, you know. So for example, um, I don't know how you would do this uh, in the trap, but like if you have a competition, so you go directly at them. You say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have gas, but then they got gas. Then you say, okay, well, we're gonna get Reggie. Then they get Reggie. You know what I'm saying? And not so much. Let's just take the violence out. Okay? Let's take the violence out. All right? We understand that's one way to go about it. Uh, and the trap, that may that may work, you know? Uh, and instead of creating a martyr, you may actually get more clout or whatever. Uh, so it's actually a, a reverse effect. Um, I guess that's why everybody's going around... Uh, you know, trying to shoot and get, you know, uh, and sh showing guns on IG Live or whatever. They want to get the clout because uh, that's the way I guess it kind of more so works in the trap. I don't know much. I don't, I don't know. You know, I just I just know kind of what goes on uh, around the city. I don't know much. So let's just say you take a different approach. Let's take the violence out and you say, OK, they got gas. We got gas. They got Reggie. We got Reggie. Not, and let's not brand uh, extend ourselves let's not try to go into another product okay then we're just gonna get coke no that's not what i'm saying let's just stick to the gas uh the and, and the reggie so then you say okay we got to figure out a way to knock them out the park so then you change your packaging instead of having little baggies or you know grocery store bags and you rip them off or ziploc bags or whatever you say okay we're gonna start getting valves okay let's start getting valves even for the reggie okay um so you, then you go at that approach. Now, it's still the same gas. They got gas. You got gas. But you got better packaging. Believe it or not, man, and women, uh, everyone, packaging matters. You know what I'm saying? People, that, that takes you to the different tier. Okay? That's one thing that Tesla probably doesn't have over GM and Ford is their packaging. And what I mean by their cars. 
Okay, again, I've never been in a Tesla, but I'm pretty sure their cars, remember, it's a technology company. So the cars are probably not the best cars. You know, they look great, but they probably are just not good cars. All right. And GM, they're not perfect either, but, you know, they know how to make cars a little bit better. They know how to package their engines and batteries and transmissions and everything a little bit better. So then you go at packaging. Okay. So, um, you know, that that seems to bring in more customers, a different group of customers. You're getting customers to spend more money. They like the packaging. They say, man, I really like these valves. After I get done using them, I actually keep them and use them for spices, herbs, oils. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'll keep coming back because it's like, where do you get these valves from? You know what I'm saying? So, so then you get them at the packaging, you know. Um, and I'm talking about uh, competition right now. And I talked about this before, uh, but we'll just, we'll just keep letting it roll. Um, okay. So, uh, the competition gets a hold of your packaging deal and they say, okay, okay. We see they, they taken over. They, uh, they got the packaging down packed. So then they get the packaging. Okay. So eventually so you're like, okay, so now they're copying us. Okay. Uh, so what do we do now? All right. Packaging, packaging, gas, gas, Reggie, Reggie. Okay. So what approach can we go at now? Um, so then you start doing the delivery service. Right. So you start delivering. You're like, OK, listen, you give us a call. We'll meet you at wherever you at. OK. Yeah. Before you had the strip. OK. So you had the strip and you made it like it was a drive through. Pull up, you know, get what you want. That was a strip. Now you say, OK, we're going to start delivering. So you keep competing with these people, but they keep keeping up. OK. So then you could do some bullshit and try to call the cops on them or something, which would be some bullshit. OK. But whatever. You know, you're in the game now. You know, there's no rules. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and really that's actually illegal to call the police, uh, for a crime or something like that. I don't know what it's called. Um, I don't know what that's called. Let me see. I don't even know how to word it. Uh, um, what is it when you call the police for something that's illegal? Let me see. Uh, what is it when you call the police for something that's illegal? What? Goodness gracious. It's not. Let me finish my sentence. Uh, what is it called when you call the police for something that's illegal? Uh, okay, so I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it's something like, you know, you can't call the police for, you know, like, you know what I'm saying, for something that's illegal. So I can't remember what it's called. Though. But um, so then, okay, y'all are going at it. Y'all are going at it. And again, let's keep the violence out. Okay, because that's not at all trying to promote. Uh, but, you know, we all know it's a part of life. Uh, conflict is a part of life. Um, you know, and we know it's always going to be a part of life. So even though I'm on the journey of Kumbaya, we always know that, uh, that there's even individuals that have a chemical imbalance. You know what I'm saying? So even if everything was perfect, there's still individuals that just, you know, are different. Um, so eventually you say, okay. All right. We we got big ass billboards. We've done did it all. OK. And y'all just keep popping up behind us and you keep uh, expanding your market. We expand our market. We took over this part of the city. Y'all growing. Y'all encroaching. Our, OK. What can we do now? So then y'all come together and say, OK, look, I, I, you know, went over this again. Um, just repeat myself. OK, fine. Look. You. Well, now purchase your product from us. Okay. That's how we're going. Okay. You got a plug. Listen, 
Um, uh, oh, and that's another thing. With the packaging, you could also start doing different breakpoints. Okay, so, uh, you know, you do, uh, you know, three for 50 or, uh, you know, seven for uh, 80, you know, uh, whatever it is. You know, you have your breakpoints. Okay, now that's where really your balls get cracked or, uh, sorry, I guess also your, your ovaries. I don't know. That's where your back gets cracked. Okay, those breakpoints. Because if you don't have a, a, a wholesaler, uh, a connection or a plug that, and I'm not trying to promote the game. This is what I'm basically just saying with like even Chrysler Ford. That I'm, I'm really trying to also explain that, look, you got the intelligence. We all got the intelligence. We got to push ourselves to do different things. We see people like Tim Cook being billionaires. Um, Christine Fowler, I, I can imagine she's probably multi-millionaire. Um, and a lot of people in the trap are dead or in jail. So it's, you got the you got the business accounting regulation finance knowledge, but this is kind of how it parallels. And you know, um, but okay, so you got breakpoints. Okay, so beating them on the break. No matter of fact, let's say they got the breakpoints. Your competition got the breakpoints. Okay, they they can do uh, one one for twenty. They can do three for fifty, uh, or they can do one for. Uh, 15 and they can do three for 45 you can't meet that if you meet that you'll just be breaking even okay so now you're frustrated and you're like oh shit okay they got the packaging they got the gas they got the reggie they got the the, the break points uh they got the the ter- territory um we've tried to knock them in everywhere okay now we've 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 met our match so you sit down and you say hey what can we do okay we, we keep going back and forth, and this shit is not working. And, and we don't like your ass, and you don't like our ass either. We hate each other, okay? But sometimes there's a bigger picture. Uh, shout out to little Baby. Uh, sometimes there's a bigger picture. We need to figure out how can we get to this bag, okay? Let's get to the bag, all right? Uh, let's take our emotions out of this. And and figure this out. And then that's when you come into agreement. Okay, cool. Listen, you're going to get your product from us. Okay, we got the connection. You're going to get your product from us. Okay, you're going to get your packaging from us. And you get to distribute our territory, your territory, all the territories. Okay, you handle distribution. And then that's when everything comes together. And in life... (laughs) I'm not going to say it's going to be a perfect patty relationship for long. It'll probably last 10 years. Let's say 10 years max. And then eventually, um, as soon as you can break free, uh, shout out to Ariana Grande. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As soon as you can break free, as soon as you see that inkling that they have a little bit of weakness, which I think is some bullshit too. I think that's the biggest crock of bullshit in the world. As soon as somebody shows a little bit of weakness, people will take them out. Like, how the fuck are you supposed to be an old man? Uh, you can still run your business and whatnot. You still should also work on succession. That's also very important. That's where a lot of people fail is they don't put a successor, somebody that they're building up. And I don't know that for a fact. I think that's where a lot of people fail. I'm not sure for that as a fact. Um, but I think we really need to take care of our older generation better. It, essentially, there's that movie, No Country for Old Men. Like you really start to see it like and I want to get into uh, guardianship 
and um, uh, required minimum distributions and scams of vulnerable elderly investors. It's sad. I mean, it's it's terrible. We'll get into guardianship, required minimum distribution, scams, and things of why it's really hard to get old. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard. Because either one way you're going to get screwed, either another way you're going to get screwed if you're not on top of everything. And sometimes we got to let people be vulnerable and weak, and we got to take care of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to take care of my family to the day they die, no matter how old they are. You know, and um, I actually... Uh, do have a service um, that I'm going to virtually uh, in regards to a recent relative of mine that, uh, you know, passed away, transitioned. Um, yeah, but as soon as they, you see a little weak spot, you're going to say, okay, bet. So like, let's say, for example, you get their plug, right? Uh, somehow, some way, somebody slipped up and gave you the information. Maybe, maybe you paid somebody under the table. You say, hey, look, I'll give you I'll give, I don't know, $5 million. I'm just making up some number. I'll give you $5 million. You give me your plug, okay? And the thing is, everybody's looking at it. They're like, wait a minute. I know who the plug is. I know who the plug is. Why the fuck is it? And you said there, you say, okay, we want to meet. Uh, we're going to give $5 million to, you know, some somebody who doesn't really understand the game. They don't understand the value of the plug. And they say $5 million, bet. They take their $5 million, they get the plug, and now all of a sudden, you're like, oh, all of a sudden, uh, we don't know if we're going to be, um, you know, working with you. Uh, we just, we think we're going to go ahead and go our separate ways. Uh, so I'm not going to say because you have a partnership, it's going to last forever. All th- good things come to an end eventually, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah. So I, Chrysler, Tesla, or Stellantis, Tesla, uh, Ford, uh, Stellantis is not in there, but uh, they're eventually going to join. Uh, I think if they join right now, it would be too hot. It's like GM Ford did it, if Stellantis did it, it'd be too hot, and we would know exactly that this is a essentially an automobile cartel going on. And uh, I don't think that they want to be so hot about it, but I can almost guess in the next year or two, Stellantis, uh, uh, through whether it's Dodge or who, what are those other companies they mentioned, uh, Fiat are going to come out with a, uh, an electric vehicle that also will be using Tesla's um, um, uh, charging stations. Not to mention Elon Musk already said as well, he also uh, has other licenses and certifications or whatever that he'd be willing to sell. So he's he's keeping his value up and he's probably still working on other things as well. I mean, who's to say GM and Chrysler don't want to join the race to space, a race to Mars or, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, But definitely the race to AI and uh, augmentation and um, autonomous vehicles is definitely going to be on the on the radar. But uh, who knows how much more that GM and uh, Ford and Stellantis or whatever they want to go. Still haven't talked about much barf. Uh, We talked about business uh, right there a little bit. Uh, really haven't got started. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick look at the markets. Just kind of see what they're doing. Uh, I'm, uh, just it's, it's approximately nine seventeen uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, let's see. Um, J.P. Morgan settles with Epstein victims. What? So I don't know why that came across but that's crazy uh 
stock futures uh look like they're pretty much flat but they're they're trending they're trending up uh Dow futures so it but it's pretty flat but you know um it looks like they're they're tr- trickling up uh, or trending up um let's see what this Jeff Jeffrey Epstein thing JP Morgan settles with here I'll let you hear it uh this this is not even business this is politics J.P. Morgan settles with Epstein victims after accusers' lawyers sought new diamond testimony. Okay. Um, let me see. Uh, this is, uh, I believe, written by Mike Kalea, Dan Mangin, Kevin Bruninger. Um, let me. Let me. I just kind of want to hear a little bit about this. This is. This is random uh, for me. Uh, let's let's go here. Published Monday, June 12, 20237, colon, 17 a.m. EDT updated 38 minutes ago. Mike Collier at NewsMC615. Dan Mangan at underscore Dan Mangan. Kevin Bruninger at Kevin William B. Share. Key points. J.P. Morgan Chase said it has reached a settlement regarding victims of late sexual predator Jeffrey Epstein. The bank's litigation with the U.S. Virgin Islands in the Epstein matter remains, however. Its claims against former executive Jess Staley, who was friends with Epstein, are also active. Last week, lawyers for Epstein victim, called Jane Doe 1 in documents, asked the court to reopen J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon's deposition. Okay, I don't know much about what's going on, but that's, I don't know. That just seems kind of crazy. But they did say that uh, the matter with the U.S. Virgin Islands is still open. Um, but it seems like some claims are being uh, amended or changed against a Jess Staley, which I'm, I'm familiar with. Uh, wow, that was crazy, man. That was some, uh, I don't know if you've seen this show called Bank Heist on uh on uh, Netflix, but there was this one season where they broke into a bank and they didn't rob the money. They robbed a folder uh, that was in the bottom of the bank under like a sewer water or something like that was this type shit. Like there's a list of names, I guess. I think the list may have came out. I'm not going to look for it right now because, again, that has nothing to do with barf right now. If it ever does, I'll pull it up and we can go over the list. Um, but, yeah, that was just some crazy shit. Um been talking again for about another 30 minutes. Uh, so this, this episode is at least going to be an hour uh, and a half, two hours long, because uh, I'm going to throw some music on there as well. Um, probably just going to get ready to cut this. I, I will come back real quick, just talk probably just for a couple more minutes. Uh, and then we'll probably call this a wrap. And then probably take a little break, uh, get into my day. Still got a few other things I got to get done. And then uh, probably will come back and... Probably just see how the markets are reacting and to see if there's any news that's, uh, that uh, is going to drop. So, yeah, I want to thank anybody and everybody who decided to take time out of their wonderful day to come kick it with your mans. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man, House of Barf. All right, all right. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided to come back and chill with your man. I appreciate it. I really do. Y'all don't know how much. Okay. And, um, 
you know, I'm starting to feel like maybe I am doing a disservice by not getting that RSS link up to be able to get this on all platforms, being selfish. Because, again, you know, um, you know, you know, I've had people tell me, you know, Chan, if you would get your shit together, hit the gym a little bit more, cut your damn hair, put get a, get some clothes and trust me, I hate this shit. I hate it. This is another reason why I'm canceling some people out of my God given life. Okay, because I'm getting tired of that bullshit. I am who I am. I love myself for who I am. Fuck off. If you don't like me, whatever. But yeah, I have people that they, they say it to me, if you would just cut your damn hair, get get in the fucking gym. You know what I'm saying? You're not a professional athlete. Okay? You gotta get in a gymnasium. Um get get some get some get some clothes. Get some fucking clothes. You've been wearing the same thing since high school. You know, baggy ass shit. Do rags. Um besides yeah and then um and my vices oh, that was the thing i want to touch on vices and get your vices together man matter of fact people have been trying to give me another vice just a couple of my buddies you know just associates been trying to get me to get into horse racing with them they've been talking about parlays and quick trips and tri- tri- trifectas and um i'm like and they're like yo horse racing is awesome um um and uh, I was talking uh, to them about uh, we need to figure out a way to get horse racing back in our city. Uh, there's a couple other surrounding cities that handle all the horse racing and whatnot. Again, bow right there. What we were just talking about. It's an agreement. You know what I'm saying? With the surrounding cities. I'm, I'm sure. I don't know this for a fact. But the surrounding cities probably have an agreement that, hey, look, we'll take over the horse racing. But y'all can have, I don't know, the place where we train our horses. The, the, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um but yeah, buddies are trying to get me into uh, uh, horse racing, uh, um, um, and I told them I, I may get into it. I may check it out. I may check it out. And they say it's fun, it's classy. Believe it or not, I'm actually a classy uh, individual. I may cuss and I may yell and shout and argue and uh, sometimes get belligerent. But believe it or not, I'm classy. Uh, I essentially I write my curses in, uh, I write my curses in cursive. Uh, shout out to Kanye West. Um, that's, you know, that's me. All right. That's, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I like to do classy things. You know what I'm saying? You, you'll, hopefully you'll never find me drinking a bottle of Burnett's, uh, Rekel off. Uh, uh, have I done it? I've done it before, but I will never, I, it, I'll, I'll quit before I, if I pick up a bottle of Burnett's or, or I can't think of. I can't even think of their names. Uh, okay, I will drink New Amsterdam. And that was way before uh, Gilly the Kid. Not even kidding. I was drinking New Amsterdam five years ago. Uh, grapefruit. That's my flavor. Um, um, I, now, now I want to try the grapefruit New Amsterdam with the grapefruit sparkling water. And I need to get to the store and get some more sparkling water. I only have my Bev right now. I haven't had a Bev in the last couple of episodes. I got to get back on that because that's kind of my thing is to have a Bev with my people. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, people would tell me, yo, Chan, you were, you are right there under um, the, uh, the CEOs of uh, the, the guy who played or Will Smith played in Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, the Nigerian guy who I believe is in charge of, I think it's West Blanco. It's, it's a bank. It's a black owned bank. Uh, the, the Tyler Perry's, I get this 
a lot and it's a lot of pressure for me and it also makes me feel really bad about my life like um you know what i'm saying like because for a while i, I kind of was on track and then i kind of fell off track and i'm off track now and i'm trying to get myself together and i'm in my mid-30s um and, and and i hear these things a lot and it bothers me it really hurts my feelings it really does it's like come on man people say it like it's supposed to be a compliment you're supposed to be at the table with uh the who's the black godfather I forgot his name uh George, so many Georges today. <laughs> uh, we talk, uh, uh, let me see. The, the, um, uh, what's the name of the Black Godfather? Clarence Avant. According to Netflix, The Black Godfather, this documentary follows the life of Clarence Avant, the ultimate uncensored mentor and behind the scenes rainmaker in music, film, TV, and politics. Okay, so, um, and I forgot who, uh, who, I forgot who he was kind of in competition with or who he wanted to be with. I forgot the guy, it's a, uh, but that person mainly, I think, handled the white side of music and business and whatnot. Um, ah, crap. I don't even know if I, I would even know how to ask this. Ah, gosh. Um, let me see. Who was the white? Uh, Clarence Avant. Ah, uh, I forget the person that. Essentially, um, ah man, I can't believe it. I can't remember this person's name. Uh, they were in business as well. Uh, let me see. I think they may have had Elvis Presley. Who managed Elvis Presley? Colonel Tom Parker. Okay, according no, to A News now. LAS Vegas, right, you can one stop. of the biggest blockbuster stop, stop. movies of the summer. It wasn't, the that's, not who Las was, Vegas. that's not who I was, oh, gosh, the name is like on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. But, um, yeah, so Clarence Avant, I believe, said this person, the, the one person that he was in competition with, uh, or I can't remember how it went, um, handled kind of the white side of the business, uh, and that was kind of Clarence's thing was like, you know, Who's helping these black people? Because, you know, what happens a lot is uh, black people get exploited because, for example, let's take somebody like me. Right. Um, I go into a meeting. Somebody says, hey, look, we really like House of Barf. Not just are we trying to, you know, give you advertisements and sponsors. We want to, you know, make this thing go big. We we are. We want to actually give you a platform. Right. Um, And I'm just. Shucking and jiving. Oh, yes, I'm. Yes, I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm so excited because I ain't got no job right now. Oh, it's 930 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, snap. Damn it. Let's see what's going on. This is still Carnival Corporation is up approximately 6%. This is the uh, long money, short on time crisis. People are still doing international. Now, if you meld that with what I was reading, MasterCard has a piece out this morning. They do their survey of spending. David, it is incredible. We are still seeing consumer demand for experiences. Continue in May, restaurant sector posted stronger year-over-year growth. Uh, Mother's Day weekend, David, was very, very strong. So we're still seeing spending. Uh, We're still seeing experience spending. And I think the Carnival thesis works. World Caribbean has been tearing well, it's 15 more seconds on CNBC. All right. Opening bell right now. There's a Stellar Bank and Pono. Uh, Stellar Bank is in New York and uh, Sock Exchange and Pono Capital 
2 Inc. is at the NASDAQ. Okay, so yeah, they're talking about banks. Um, okay, and besides banks, uh, let's check something out real quick. Um, I think uh, I think it was Bob something, uh, uh, the person with Clarence Avant. Uh, who's the owner of uh, West Bank? Was it West Bank? Who's the owner of West Bank? Okay, never, never mind. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for. Uh, let me see. I think it's not West. I think it's West. Okay, so the owner of West Bank is, uh, I believe, a man named Ghana Misibi. Um, shout out to him. Um, uh, which, of course, it does look like there's more information regarding uh, that West Bank is a division of First Rand Bank. But still, the CEO of West Bank, Ghana Misibi, uh, shout out to him. Uh, definitely going to have to do some research on him and just, you know, uh, give him his flowers. Um, but yes. Um, so what was happening for many years with Clarence Savant, basically, essentially, white people were getting great representation, Caucasians, they were get, getting great representation when it was coming to their contracts, uh, and blacks weren't getting their re- re- good representation because they, they were going into the meetings, um, uh, is it Bob Sherman or, I'm sorry, that name is just bothering me, it's still on the tip of my tongue, I'm like, what? um, and, um, and uh, Claire Savant basically just said, hey, y'all come fool with me. Like, we're going to get you what you deserve. Okay, so that's where he kind of came in. And yes, people tell me all the time that, yes, you should be up here. So that's kind of the, that, believe it or not, on the reverse. I, when I've, like, when I was at my job, I can't believe that I was doing so bad. I've never been in a position at my job as much as I can think of. Um, I, I may have been fired from a couple of jobs, but that was more so me just fooling around, playing around, not really taking my job seriously. Uh, but this time I was actually trying. I was like, I've never been in a position of pro- probation or anything. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if I got terminated from a job previously, we all were probably laughing about it. We probably all still went out for drinks afterwards and was like, Chandler, you, you wanted to get fired. You don't even care. You know, and they probably even called me back and was like, Chad, do you want your job back or not? And I was probably like, nah, I'm good, really. It was a fun experience. Let's let, let's ride. Um, uh, <laughs> that's a Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Um, but this last one, I really was trying. I was on probation for pff, a year and a half, uh, maybe even a little bit longer. Argue, uh, arg- not arguing, but I, I guess what they would say, getting stern with their managers. It was bad. It was terrible. Okay, um, but yeah, um, uh, it 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 really it really does fool with your uh, confidence. You really have to you have to put yourself in front of a mirror and say to yourself, "I'm smart." Okay. At the same time, I've been losing friends, uh, arguing with family, and a bunch of stuff. Like I'm terrible spot, so I have to go to the mirror and tell myself, "Challenge, you are handsome. You are smart. You're funny." Uh, keep your head up. So, um, you know, just to get, but to get my confidence. But on the other end, I'm like, okay, if, if these people, if people keep believing in me, you know, if they keep telling me that 
I, I, I could be up here with um, some of the some of the greats. Then then Chan, it's time. It's time. You're in your mid thirties. Seriously, I'm a person who hides under the radar. Like, um, it's I really do. I try to hide under the radar. Uh, I have I've never been bullied, but I've been made fun of in my life. Um, you know, I don't like a lot of attention, uh, and it's crazy. That I'm creating, uh, uh, you know, this conversation with y'all, uh, and it's something that is if does well is going to require attention. Also, plug. This is a plug. Um, I'm trying to write a children's uh, children's book. And um, I, I, I'm sure I told you all, I believe I told you, behind my back, uh, I told you I've been having a great support system. And not all of my family, but some of my immediate family members who are really trying to help me uh, keep my head up. Um, it, it's probably only about four people. Uh, if, in my personal opinion, I could be wrong. I would say probably five people have really got my back, you know, trying to help me out during this trialing time. And it's, it's a painful time. And they started talking to some people about my book uh, and, and, and about how can we get this thing. <sighs> They're talking about how can we get this thing published? Uh, I think we may even have an illustrator, which is another family member of mine. Um, uh, uh, and then uh, they're talking about, hey, look. Chan, this is this is seeming serious. And not only uh, are they saying that you can get this book published. I don't know if they're kissing ass because I haven't been talking to anybody. I was writing down notes. I was taking notes. I wrote the book. I put the book is written on paper like like little, I believe, yellow sheets of paper, you know, wrote the book, um, was carrying it around in a book bag, uh, still just taking notes, still trying to fix little sections, little spots, everything. My dad says, let me get your book. Okay, let me get it. So I give him my book. I say, here, you know, take a look at it. Recently, this, I probably did that. I probably did that maybe like six months to a year ago, right? Gave him my book. And he's been talking to some people behind my back, not in a bad way, in a positive way. And then he comes to me recently and says, hey, I want to let you know, Chan, uh, I've been talking to some people about your book and it may be actually looking like a real thing. And I'm like, for real? I'm going through the worst time of my life right now. I'm like, dad, dad, I need, I don't need it, but I want some money. right? Now. I need some money right now. Okay. These bills are piling up. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my spouse. I lost my job right now. If I could just get these bills paid and I can create more content and then supposedly they even said that they want me to start working on a second book like now. And I'm like, crap. I just wanted to do maybe I seriously, I wanted to do like one children's book and I want to do like a motivation book. You know, um, I'm, I'm already kind of thinking of the name for the motivation book and, uh, just not motivation as in you are great, but more of a know that you're not alone. Okay. Just know we're not alone in this world. Like for example, uh, let's say you're taking a test and everyone is like, yes, I passed. Yes, I passed. And you didn't pass and you feel like you're all by yourself. And then somebody comes out and is like, hey, don't worry about that, buddy. Look, I felt the first time I took the test. OK. And then all of a sudden you feel so much better. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to go over uh, maybe a motivational book. 
But um, it sounds like these people that my pop is talking to, um, I'm, I'm not sure who he's talking to, but I believe he said they are some some publishers. Uh, and um, uh, so, yeah, that's another thing is when I when I talk about these spins and getting advertisements, and everything, it, it is a little bit of me wanting to get this money. But also it's also that you you're going down the journey with me. I, I post damn near every, you know, every other day. You know what I'm saying? So you'll you'll hear the whole journey from from you know the termination, the uh separation, um losing friends and everything. And I'm hoping that Lord willing, this will be the greatest story ever told. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm hoping. It may not be the but you know. Um so working on that as well. Um, um uh, so yeah, just, uh, if you could, anybody, everybody who's listening, uh, but as far as me not being a very public person, I already got kind of a phone call basically saying like, Hey, look, they want you to start getting ready, your image ready. Okay. Soon you're going to have to take a headshot. Um, bow! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, for your, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> for your, your, I guess your authors, the uh, page about the author, uh, so get ready for that. So, you know, I may start getting ready to start working out because I do want to look good for that photo. Um, and then after the photo, uh, it's going to start getting ready for, you know, pre-sales. And by pre-sales, are, you know, that means, seriously, I don't know everything that's going on. This is all happening behind my back. Right now, my the people who are supporting me, the four or five people who are supporting me in my journey, are giving me space because they know right now I'm tender. Like, I really am tender right now. I've been through, and they're like, yo, get some rest. Just get some rest. Relax, okay? You don't have to go get another job immediately. Matter of fact, I did have some people even try to send me some money. I didn't accept it. Uh, and people tell me all the time, stop blocking your blessings. You know, don't block your blessings, okay? I didn't take the money, but I uh, I may take it in the future, but if things can get popping. So, talk to my pop about this book, and they said, oh, yeah, you're going to have to get ready to... Uh, I'm going to have to basically go to different spots, coffee shops, bookstores, and I'm just sitting there and just start letting people know about my book that I have coming out. Now, for real, for real, I don't have a, like a great personality. I'm not a personality that people are just like, like, I like you. No, I'm not that person. I like a a lot of people don't like me. (laughs) You know, a lot of people hate me, you know? Uh, so that makes me nervous. I'm like, dad, like, can you handle all that? You know what I'm saying? Because people like my dad. I mean, he's really a great guy. Uh, people like my mom, too. She's awesome as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, dad, it, as soon as people get to meet me, I'm going to say something that's going to turn them off, and I'm going to lose everything that we're, you're, you know, we're building. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's just more so about going public. Uh you know, I mean, if this is going well, then, you know, I, I, I may be doing a disservice by not getting this out to more people, uh, trying to service more people. Um, real quick, been talking for about 20 minutes. This is going to be an hour and a half, two hour episode. Something I want to wrap up re- with real quick. So I uh, wanted to talk about the 16 year old bar, 16 year old car. Um, was talking to one of my homeboys, an associate. Uh, my associate is a partner in a bar. He doesn't necessarily own it by himself. He's a partner. And if he told me he's like the minimal partner, you know, I guess there's like the majority and he's like the minimal one. And um, I asked him, I was like, so his bar is right next door to a black bar. Right. So um, 
I go to both bars, different reasons. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. And I'm sure you know. If you're if you're a person that hangs out in bars, lounges, clubs, speakeasies, whatever they're called, uh, you know, you head out. Uh, as well as I do like to do recreational stuff too. I do like going hiking and everything. You know what I'm saying? But I don't really like advocate that shit because it seems like I'm trying to be that person. Like, oh yeah, I love going hiking. Have you been to, you know? Uh, Squirrel Creek Dam. Like I love those that shit, but I'm not like look. I go on my free time, but um. So okay, I'll, so the white bar has the drinks. Okay, the Caucasian bar has the drinks. Okay, um, <laughs> they got the good beer, they got the good selection, and they have the decent prices. You go to the black bar, you know what it is. They got the crowd, Meek Mill. Um, finesse two times, um, uh, you know, Joel and Bead, uh, and I'm not saying I've ever seen these people. Uh, I th- I've seen Meek Mills, I believe, once or twice, uh, in person. Um, but they got the crowd, they got the cars, the uh, S550s, they got they got the uh, you know it, they got the beautiful people. I'm gonna say people. They got beautiful people. Okay, but what's what's the stash looking like? Heineken, Corona, Michelob Ultra, Stella Artois. Uh, okay, uh, what else you got? Hennessy, Crown Royal, Jack Daniels. Um, uh, I don't know. Black Label, uh, Captain Morgan. Eh, all right, fine. I guess I'll get a Hennessy and a and a Stella or you know Corona or something. And when you get a Hennessy and a Corona, that's going to be $45.99. Like, damn, how much is a Hennessy? $25. Okay, and how much is the beer? $20. Damn. What the heck? So I went to my homeboy and I said, um, I was just, you know, at the other bar, you know what I'm saying? But, man, I, I, I you know, I got to come here, man, chill. And they got the TVs and the game up and everything. Um. I was like, yeah, I just came here to chill, man. The other place is just, it's crazy. Um, uh, luckily, I did have a, a buddy who was a bartender. Uh, it was so sweet. Um, and I asked him, I was like, could you explain this to me? Because this isn't the first time I've experienced this. This happens all the time. Caucasian bars, black bars, Latina bars, uh, they do this all the time. They Again, competition is key. See, white people, Caucasians don't want to mix and mingle with blacks. But they at least want to be across the street, okay? Because now it's popping. We partying, right? I've been at a black bar and looked at the white bar, and they popping over there. And they looked over at us, and we popping. And, I, and, and me, I mix and mingle. I go to all the places. I'll go to Latina night. I'll go to Caucasian night. I'll go to uh, black night. Uh, shit, fuck it. You hate me if you want to hate me. I don't even have a problem going to LGBTQIA plus night. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I'm going for the drinks. I'm going to have a party. I'm going to have a good time. Um, and one thing you will realize about the LGBTQIA plus community is that, seriously, I, I seriously can't ever think of a time I have. Nah, nah. I think I've been hit on a couple of times, but it's not even that serious. Um, seriously, people don't even bother you. And there's straight women in the LGBTQIA plus nights. Seriously. I'm not even kidding. There's a lot of straight women in there those nights. Beautiful women too. Um, but yeah, so I asked my boy, I said, what is it about the black bars with the $45 drinks and the white bars that got, 
you know, you get you get your Hennessy for ten dollars or something. And, he's, and the way he broke it down to me was, see, in the black community, it, you know, um, he was a Caucasian gentleman, and you know, sometimes you got to be a safe space. The black community, when you turn sixteen, what do you get? You get a car, right? And that car what depreciates. And you got to go get a job. You got to get another car and on blah, 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 blah. In my community, I don't know what his nationality was. I know he was Caucasian, but I'm not sure if he was, you know, Italian, Jewish, you know, American, whatever. Real cool dude. Uh, Celtics fan. Oh, my gosh. One of the loudest Celtics fan I ever hung with. This guy is loud when the Celtics games come on. He'll be at work cussing his, his, pa- his patrons out. If you say anything bad about the Celtics, he'll cuss you out. He doesn't, he doesn't care. Because the bar, you know, they they good. So he told me, in my community, when we turn 16, we buy you a bar. That thing appreciates. Um, you know, you get equity. You get, you know, all, all this. By the time I turn 32, you know what I'm saying? I've had this bar 16 years. Um, several people want to buy me out. Um, not only do you own the bar, you own the real estate. Then you start trying to buy the land. And then now at 35, I'm going into different business ventures. I'm not, I got the bar, the bar's on lock. Okay. But now I may want to get into, I don't know, commercial, uh, paper towel, paper towels or something, you know? So then that's what I'm working on. And then when I have my child and they turn 16, guess what they're going to get? They're going to get the bar. So, uh, we're going to go into that. Uh, a little bit more. I've been talking for about 30 minutes again. So this episode is definitely going to be two hours long. Uh, cause again, I'm gonna put the music on there. So that also a bunch of other topics we want to go over. Uh, we talked about guardianship required minimum distribution and scams of vulnerable elderly investors. Um, it's, uh, guardianship is crazy. Uh, if, if it's done incorrectly, um, cause I believe if I'm correct, the government can go ahead and just put something on you. And once they put that on you, it's like probate court. You're in that shit for at least three years. Um, want to talk about vices. How much does this shit cost us annually? You know, and, and how, what are we doing? Are we knocking ourselves out of, I'm not talking about if you're, you know, a rapper uh, or a rap artist, or if you're a basketball player and you can afford, or, um, you know, uh, somebody in tech or cryptocurrency who can afford to lose two hundred thousand uh, dollars on your vices, liquor, uh, uh, weed, tobacco, gambling, um, pornography. I don't know what other vices are out there. Uh, I don't know all the vices, but your vices, um, that's different than somebody who uh, is possibly knocking themselves out of a, a class bracket, you know, middle class, uh, middle, middle, upper, middle lower, upper, middle, upper, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And just see how that, that affects us. Um, I've told y'all before, when I talk about, uh, Waka Flocka, when I talk about two chains, uh, just their branding, how they branded themselves and how they rebranded themselves. So rebranding, um, I got a few things want to just touch over. Um, uh, so yeah, I just, you know, uh, you know, that's about it. I'm going to go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, just get some things done, get some things started. Uh, we got to remember, let's take care of one another. Uh, let's be respectful to one another. We're family. We're all brothers and sisters. I love you. Uh, you love me. 
we're a big happy family. Um, you know, kumbaya, uh, sit in a circle, hold our hands, hug a tree if you want to. Um, uh, you know, it's just, you know, just trying to spread the good energy, man. And in my perfect hell, nah, hell to the nah. Okay. But, uh, yes, I'm on the journey for Kumbaya. I don't give a crap if people say, keep it real. Keep it real. We, we not no punk bitches out here. We fight. We'll knock your top off. All right. You want to be like that? Go ahead. But just always know there's always going to be a bigger bear, a faster, a faster cheetah. There's always going to be somebody with a, you know, bigger house, big, faster car. And, you know, we all knocking each other's tops off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I believe Gandhi said it, and eye for an eye will leave everybody blind eventually, you know? So, you know, I'm on my journey, and anyone else can be on theirs. Um, so, yeah, spread the peace, spread the love. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Uh, may, you know, whatever happens in your day, be according to God's will. Let God's will take over. Let God's will take over your, my tongue, our tongues, our actions, um, our patience, Um so, yeah, that's it. I'm going to go ahead again and probably take a break from creating content for a little while. I may come back in the middle of the day. Thank you so much to anybody and everybody who decided, who decided to stop by and chill with your man. I appreciate it. This is Chan Man, House of Barf.